0: Jake, you know, when I, when we've been, we've been talking about like this whole, um, like one city thing and all that kind of stuff. Well, okay, for those of you guys who are, who, who are listening right now, um, I'm here again with Jake Sullivan for another episode of, of live it. And, um, we, Jake has had the opportunity with one of our local churches in Minneapolis, um, Christ church international to partner and start a new young adult ministry, uh, called one city, um, and, and with that, um, I have just been, like, reminded of the importance of the unity of the body of Christ, yeah? Yes. Yes. Um, and, like, the vision behind One City kind of started with um, just this heart that you were given, If correct me if I'm wrong, um, to not only reach the lost in this, like, in this time of hardship and just, like the stuff that's going on in yeah. Minneapolis and across the world now with, with um, social and racial justice or injustice issues um, uh, to, to not only reach the lost, but also to prop up our local church yeah. and support one another.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's been quite a journey from really about a year ago is the first time I walked foot into Christ Church International. Uh, I was part of a pastor's prayer reconciliation meeting and and literally meeting once a month, just praying through racial reconciliation issues within the the context of the church. And I walked into this building, and immediately there was a burden placed on me by the Lord. I didn't know what it was or why it was there, but there was no shaking it. And, and as I yeah. got to know the senior pastor, the head pastor at this particular church, Dale Gaddis, I just became burdened for for the neighborhood and the community and the church and and walking alongside and serving him as he sees ministry go out in his community. And then you had the mm. George Floyd situation in May. Yeah. And and that just propped everything else up. And and our, our senior pastor here, Troy Dobbs, just basically said like, like if this was your brother, if this was your sister, if if this was a family member, what would you want done? And and not just a, hey, here's a check and now we're going away or here's a donation, now we're going away what would you want done and and what kind of impact would you, would you want to make? And, and I just really took that seriously from, from our senior pastor's mouth and and his letter to say, like, I can't just go in because there's been some rioting and some looting. Like I'm called to do ministry in the city. And, you know, just one step after another, God began to give us more and more clarity on what that meant.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so through that, um, yeah, this, this idea for this ministry was, was grown and was born. Um, and we've seen a lot of chaos and destruction in our city, no yeah and and how has like how has your heart been stirred in that, even more to be able to yeah. partner with with your brothers in Christ? you know, I spent this I
1: spent five or six years in and out of Chad Africa and, and in particular a city called Sarchad, and I never thought my eyes would see anything quite like Sarchad. And, and really a, a, an area of Chad Africa that has, um, you know, really been hurt by from war to division to what's going on in C.A.R., neighboring country and everything in between. And, and as I started to walk down Lake Street and, and just take in what had, had taken place there, it, it, it was no different than being in Sar Chad Africa, yet it's mm. in my own backyard. And, and ultimately, what responsibility, if I have a responsibility and a calling to the nations, how much more should my responsibility and calling be to my neighbors literally 20 minutes down the road from me? Right. And then at the same time, what an incredible opportunity for the gospel to go forth. Yeah. And and that's where we really got excited I mean, people are vulnerable um, people are looking for answers. People are hurting. Um, there's desperate situations all over the place, and 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 essentially, it's becoming more and more almost lawless in Minneapolis with the defunding the police movements and everything mm-hmm. that's taken apart with BLM. That that this was a no brainer opportunity. I think to to come alongside the church, to serve the church, to help rebuild the community, so yep. that God's name would go forth in the midst of it all.
0: Yeah, and Jake, you had um you had put out this post now just to kind of like frame a little bit of what we're talking about here. Um, I'm trying to trying to find it right now. Oh, here it is. Um, you had said, um, "On what side of the fence will we live our faith in Jesus? Will we stay in the comfort of our familiarity or walk into the mess with the greatest news of all?" Um, And you had and you had said that with with regards to the beginning of um, the one city launch. But as you had spent a lot of time in and still do spend a lot of time in the downtown Minneapolis area, um, do we see the destruction and the chaos uh, in our lives and in in our world uh, around us as um, something to fear and something to to give us an excuse to um, sit back and be comfortable, yeah. or do we see it as an opportunity to be to be a hope to those who have none? Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's without question, and 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 really responsibility to get outside of our comfort zones, and often our comfort zones are built around what is familiar to us you know, what people look like, what kind of people have I interacted with, what kind of church am I accustomed to, where am I accustomed to eat, and and all of those mm. things are familiar to us and they make us comfortable. And I think God is calling his people out of the place of familiarity to the place in a, of an uncomfortable faith mm-hmm. so the gospel could go forth. And I've really been stirred. I've spent the entire, really the last six months almost now, in Ezra and Nehemiah, and they're called to go back and to rebuild what had been mm-hmm. destroyed in Jerusalem. When Nehemiah in particular wasn't born in Jerusalem, didn't have any real familiarity with Jerusalem, he knew Susa, and he knew the Babylonian territory, yet he was willing to take that 800-mile journey back to Jerusalem to begin to rebuild the walls and and not knowing what what to expect. And, and to see Nehemiah leave the comfort of familiarity to something that would be unknown for a rebuilding project so that the nations would know yeah. the one
0: truth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, Jake, I just want to ask you this question um, before we hop into just kind of the 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 point that we are we are trying to make and what we're trying to lead to um, in this episode, uh, tying in everything that we've talked about. Um, for, those of you, uh, for those of you who are listening, so bear with us through this. Um, just Just this question, Jake, should real ministry now, real gospel-centered, Jesus-centered ministry, should that be "quote unquote" safe?
1: That's it's a, it's a great question. I, th- I think people are called to different places, right? I think there's without question there are people called to, you know, Eden Prairie, Minnesota, where where, where quite frankly it, it is safe to do ministry, but there are lost souls. And we need people doing work in ministry in in a place that, that gives the perception of safe. But at the same time, I do see God most often sending his people into the greatest messes Mm -hmm. and, and scattering the people in the midst of that so that the gospel would go forth. And we see it in acts eight with Philip. And finally, I mean, really it was through persecution, and chaos inside the local church in Jerusalem because of Saul's persecution, that the church was scattered, and in that scattering, the gospel went forth. And mm. And I think God still wants to do that same work today. I'm not, I am not. I don't think everyone is called to a South Minneapolis or a Sarchad or to the Middle East, but I think some are. Mm. And I think if that stirring is in our heart, the worst thing that we can do is suppress that stirring, instead be obedient to that stirring so that mm. the gospel will go
0: forth. Mm. And we, yeah, we each... each each one of us has a certain calling on our lives, right? And I think I think many, many this this is a conversation that many people can get really tied up in because we are given, you know, few commands from Jesus that I mean, really. Form our entire lives and like our reason for living, right? Like, what is the meaning of life? Okay, if we go back into the, into the scripture, we can see. Okay, what? Why am I alive? What is the command that God, that Jesus has given me in my life? All right, to to love God. First and foremost, to love and serve God with all your heart yes. and soul and strength. To love people, serve his people by, you know, sh- sharing the hope of the gospel when it when is needed, which the fact of the matter is it's always needed, yes. right? Um, to prop up our local church, to uh, make disciples who make disciples, To and everything that we do, whatever it is that we are doing, um, do it in love for yeah. our neighbor, right? Because the word says yes. that without you know if if when we do these things without love it's like nothing it's worthless we're right. like we're like you know gongs clanging cymbals just noise yeah. just white noise yeah. without the love of christ and then but then the you know the great commission that the lord sends out his disciples to do right is to is to make disciples who make yes. disciples and in that you know relational personal loving way um but um upon top of that, like there's that baseline of it. But I think on top of that there is a bit of a calling aspect. And there I is. think that's because we each each and every one of us is created in the image of God, but uniquely. Yeah. We are you all uniquely created with different skill sets, different abilities. Mm-hmm. And then those can be catered to the different areas of ministry that we that, you know, we go. Yeah, right. and,
1: and, and life experiences. Yes. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and I think, you know, I reflect back on my own life and being an athlete, in particular in the realm of basketball at a high level, I was actually a minority the majority of my athletic career. Mm. I wasn't a majority. And, and so often I was with more people that were different from me from a skin color basis than I was with people that looked like me and came from the same neighborhoods as me. But those life experiences began to shape me in a community in a culture where I can then go do ministry. And then I think through the ten right. years that the Lord had me in Africa and being down in South Minneapolis in the Phillips neighborhood, it's it, it's the nations, and and probably our our largest collection of young adults are actually from a Nigerian background. Our worship team is is from Trinidad in the Congo, so you start seeing those nations. Well, well for you know essentially my entire life mm. because of sports and then ministry, God has equipped me to go and do ministry in a place like that. Yeah. Um, and I don't think everybody's got that same calling and same equipping, so we don't want to place it on everyone. But I do think there is a call for all of us to mm. get outside of our comfort zones to do the work of ministry.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so with with that being said, um, we— how you have you have been, Jake, and you have extended this to me, this um this conviction, right mm-hmm. with with this one city ministry being launched. um and a new opportunity that presents even for us here with this on this podcast platform um, to do a different type of outreach mm-hmm. with this platform.
1: Yeah, I right. do wanna yeah, and I and I do and I think I think where you're going with this now is, is really taking it from the Live It with Jake Sullivan podcast. And we didn't know where we were going when we started this, we just like all right, Lord, you're calling us to do. Well, this. I mean,
0: we have this podcast, you We're like, why not use it, <laughs> right? Not? Like, like I've always wanted to try doing podcast stuff. You've always wanted to start a podcast, and so it kind of morphed into this thing where we're like, great. Well, let's just do it. Like, I know the technology stuff. You've got, you know, the some a uh, lot of vision, heart, yeah. experience, and stuff like that. Um, well, but, I think so many I mean,
1: Christians are so hard, to, so scared to move in those places because right. I don't have the I dot and the T cross. I'm like, let's just go and let's just see yeah. where the Lord leads us, and right. hopefully He'll do something impactful. But I think our vision moving forward with with this podcast is turn it into the One City Podcast. Yeah, begin yeah. to create awareness um, of of the the injustice that goes on in our city and the rebuilding that is needed in our city and the call to the local church in our city and. And, and walking alongside brothers and sisters who who have different life experiences than us mm. and really have conversation on this podcast of how do we meet together in those places, in our diversity, in our differences, all so
0: that the gospel mm. would go yeah. forth, yeah. not so that yeah. it would be hindered. Right, exactly, and like and like the the vision that's behind this one city. I love this. I love this to exist as a community of believers, desiring to make disciples of Jesus Christ. Right. I think that's one of our mm-hmm. most pinnacle thi- uh, things to do as as believers in Jesus Christ is to make disciples. Right. It is. If we aren't making disciples, it's kind of like that um, that um, the parable of the talents, right? Like we have been given a gift and why not use that gift to multiply that gift. Right. And as the followers of Jesus Christ being given the gift of the gospel, make more disciples who want to share the gospel and make more disciples. Right. And so that is such a cool and, and important part of the vision behind one city. Um, But then apart from that, making disciples of Jesus Christ in urban communities. Mm -hmm. We, uh, we're in a suburb. We're in like, like we've been talking about, we're (laughs) in like, we're doing this out of, out of Grace Church in Eden Prairie, which is a safe suburb of Minnesota, right? That, I mean, a lot of people go to, to um, raise families and, and, you know, kind of start that part of their life, which isn't a bad thing, right? But um, what is it that happens when, when we kind of put ourselves in these situations we we then kind of you know unbeknownst to us don't know anything that's going on in these other communities yeah Yeah.
1: and, and and i think right now the opportunity is so great in in south minneapolis just from one the devastation that was left behind with the riot and the looting the injustice that is taking place in our nation the conversations that are being had Mm. But then the importance of the local church. Right. And, and one of the things that that really captured my mind the most in, in my time working down there over the last year is the damage that has oftentimes been done by the white evangelical church coming in and planting. Mm. And if you're called to plant, go plant, right? We, we see Paul planting churches all over the place. But what I have heard often from many different, you know, in particular, black pastors and immigrant pastors is like, hey, we're here we've got a building, we're ready to do the work of ministry, and, and we're pouring $3, $4, 5000000 million into church plants, mm. bringing our people into the city and then going back out to the suburbs and saying, hey, we're doing ministry in the city. Yeah. And in reality, the local church is already there. And as yeah. the local church, if, if it is not strengthened and propped up in our communities, many of the churches are, are quite frankly, dying and being bought up by Islam and turned into mosques. And and I've just yeah. made the the conviction in my own heart like like no more in my watch like I think the Lord has equipped me He has called me and no longer in my watch am I, I going to see churches of Jesus Christ turn into mosques in our very own city like mm-hmm. we're not going to yeah. do it and yeah. and it's going to start with our partnership uh, and relationship with Christ Church International but our vision is for this thing just to go out and to really make an impact through the local church, not by saying this is how you do ministry or this is what we do, but like coming alongside of you and how can we serve you.
0: And to start that conversation, right, to bridge the gap between the suburban community and the suburban local church and the urban communities and urban local church and bridge bridge those gaps so that instead of like trying to conflict with one another, like you said, and trying to like, you know, outdo one another, quote unquote, I mean, whether, whether it's intentional or not, but to prop one another up and say, yeah. like, we are here as a body of Christ, though we may have disagreements, we have to talk about them, yes, but lay them aside because the one thing that we can agree on is that Jesus Christ died and resurrected and the Holy Spirit lives in us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And
1: no, so, no. And the enemy has come in and he's divided his church. Right. And he's divided it over things that aren't worth dying over. Mm-hmm. right like has anything been added or taken from the scriptures no mm. is is Jesus and Jesus alone the only way to eternal salvation yes is God in three God the Father God the Son and God the Holy Spirit if we can agree on those things right right we can we can have debates about spiritual tongues and and calvinists and arminians and all the things that at the end of the day right should not divide his church and one of the things that pastor Till and I did is we just said Okay, what are the differences do we have? Here are, here are my thoughts on some right, topics. Right. Here are your thoughts from political to racial to um, theological. Okay, we're going to agree to agree, but we agree on the core things. God's word is truth. God's son is the way to eternal salvation. Right. And there's God right. the Father, God the Son, and the God the Holy Spirit, and nothing's been added and nothing has been taken away. Let's go do mm-hmm. ministry together. Yeah,
0: that's so good. That's so good. That's what I that's what I love. Just another shout out. I mean, we're we're all we're all the same body of Christ here. We love one another doing ministry. And so I just like to I always love to point out the uh the same team podcast, right? And their vision. I love their vision, is that yeah. they that we have those differences, right, as as believers in Christ. And we can we can talk about them day in and day out, but the thing that unites us is that jesus christ saves yeah right and the spirit lives in all of us and that's what unites us is the well, spirit of god and, and we have right? and in and that we,
1: and god t- and the <clears throat> enemy takes our pride like well, i'm right on the issue of tongues and like who cares who's right on the issue of tongues let's go do the work of ministry because right. there are people dying and going to an eternal hell Right, and we want them to experience the yeah. glorious
0: news of eternal salvation. Exactly, and so, so just, just with that, um, I wanted to, Jake, you had brought this scripture to mind, and and it was and it was so cool for me to read. It's mm-hmm. Acts eight four through five. Um, says now those who were scattered went about preaching the word. Mm-hmm. Philip went down to the city of Samaria, and proclaimed to them mm-hmm. the Christ. In the midst of the chaos, in the midst of um, his friends being put in prison in the midst of the church being torn down and people being scattered, Philip went down to the area where there was the most destruction, where there was the most chaos at that time, and proclaimed the hope of yeah. Christ,
1: yeah, yeah, and you know it's yeah. funny because we you know we always read that we know the end of the story. But I think oftentimes we don't try to walk in Philip's shoes and say, okay, my be- one of my good friends was just stoned to death. I've been essentially kicked out of my church due to persecution. Matter of fact, I've been thrown out of my city because pers- of persecution. And now I'm in a place called Samaria, in a place that Jews did not want to be. Right. Yet in the midst of it all, he saw the opportunity for the gospel to go forth.
0: Mm, yeah, and I think that that is, our, that is what we're being called to do, right? So like even today... Um, Things that are going on in Minneapolis, the chaos, destruction, and then like the silence. Yeah, I, I walk through and drive through Minneapolis and it's just silenced mm-hmm. there. It, it's like there's just like a numbness uh-huh. over the city mm-hmm. and it's terrifying. And there's, you know, the stuff from fires going on in California, age of consent being lowered and constant consequences for, for pedophiles being like significantly lowered all the, and, and, you know, online and hybrid learning now here and like here in our, our cities, our suburbs and our, and, and our school systems, Israel is again in another nationwide lockdown, Um, uh, This is the second time it's happening now during this coronavirus season, Um, the explosion that happened in Beirut, uh, conflicts still going on in Syria, riots in Egypt, uh, injustice around the entire world, and at the same time, worldwide anti-Christian movements that Mm -hmm. are causing confusion and anger and strife between Christian brothers and sisters and non-Christian brothers and sisters, and within the two um, and on top of that, this is what we're called to do.
1: Yeah. And it's exciting to me. Right. Like when I exactly. read the Bible, like, and especially the majority of the new Testament starting in acts is like the church was being persecuted. Right. And, and there was destruction and there was, there was death because, but like the gospel was going forth and, mm. and I'm, it, it, you, you never want to see pain and you never want to see heartache. But I think the excitement for opportunity, I think it's the, at least in, in my lifetime, it's been the greatest opportunity for the gospel to go forth. Right. And we should be excited. Like yeah. as Christians, like, and and I've told people like, if I die because of it, I die. Like to die is gay and I get to go be with Jesus. Right. But are we living with that mindset? Are we mm-hmm. in a numb state of being because of the chaos around us and, and Or could God be doing something glorious in our midst, and I don't want to miss it?
0: No. Like, no. I don't
1: want to miss it. I want to be a part of the story. I want to get my feet into the game, and that's really what one city is all about. Like, that's what God's called us right now, and, and we, are, we are all in and saying, God, do what only you can do. Rebuild our city.
0: Yeah, exactly. To rebuild the city like, um, like, like the mission and the vision uh, is, to, that, that we, we have one gospel. And we are one people united by the gospel. Yes. With one mission, right? In our city. In this yeah. city. Yes. One city. Um Yeah, and I don't want to make that like a whole cheesy thing, but it's but it but it's true. It is. It's so true. And and so yeah, that's that's what we wanna do. Um so the reasoning why reasoning behind um uh rebranding the podcast is because uh, moving forward. Um, this is what we, we want to bridge that gap and we want to, we want to reach that community. And I think, uh, Jake, Jake and I both agree. Um, and you can chime in if you like, but this, this is one of the best ways that we can do that now with that, with that, um, with that vision, with that conviction.
1: Well, and and the other thing I want to do is hopefully use this podcast too, as a platform to engage the next generation, with an alternative. Right. And I think the I think the next generation, so students and young adults want to be a part of the the quote unquote social justice conversation. And as we look around, BLM has captured their hearts and their minds, and and there could not be an organization more anti gospel, anti-church, anti-Christianity. And yet there are no other options. Conservative Christians are speaking out against the BLM as an organization and yet not providing alternatives. And we're saying like one city is going to be an alternative. right? And And we're going to go in and we're going to rebuild cities, but we're going to do it differently than the world. We're going to rebuild it through the local church with a community of believers taking the gospel to the streets of our city. Mm. And that's how we're going to rebuild, it, and that's an alternative. So you want yeah. to plug into the conversation. Like we have building justice initiatives. Like, what what do we think about racism and injustice and prejudice, and Mm -hmm. how are we going to engage in those conversations? But how are we going to do it through the lens of the gospel, right? And and not just talk from a distance. But be in the midst of it, right? And I think right. that's what God calls us yeah. is, is to get our feet dirty, get our hands dirty, and do the work of ministry. Mm-hmm. And and there's an opportunity in our own city, and we want we want people listening
0: to be a part, yeah, and, and to come yeah.
1: and join our community and and see the church just yeah. just. Rise up in the midst of it all. Amen.
0: And this will be an awesome opportunity to give a voice to the people Mm -hmm. who will have a lot more to speak into this than we will. Right? And so there will be people from one city, other people as well, uh, Mm -hmm. joining in on the podcast, talking with us, conversing with us about the things going on, what can be done, what alternatives we can provide as the Church of Jesus Christ of the Gospel Right. And um, I'm super excited about it. I'm super excited about it. And we have, and so we're going to have more information to come out about that. Um, If you search up Live It with Jake Sullivan later on down the road, um, probably nothing will pop up because we're going to rebrand this as One City Podcast. Um, And if you guys are following us on social media, we are, um, we have been known as Live It underscore podcast on Instagram. That will no longer be the case. Uh, More information to come out about that again. But, um, yeah, you guys will certainly hear about that and hear uh, just, just more announcements about what this is going to look like in the rebrand. And and yeah, we're super excited.
1: We're excited what God's doing and we want you to be a part. So check us out, onecityminnesota.com. We love you guys. If you want more information.
0: Yeah, thanks for joining us.